Welcome to Farming Eternal, an eternal podcast for farmers, hosted by me, Patrick Padumaro, and Hats on Lamps. How's it going, Hats? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's uh, episode 103. For those of you tuning in for the first time, we are a draft-focused podcast. Our goal is to help you and me, mostly me, get better at draft. We get into the nitty-gritty of the drafting process with a little meta-analysis and play tips thrown in. So... This week, we're having a follow-up episode to last week, where we did a draft, and then I played the games all by myself and went six and three. And then there was also a correction. I said we were going to try to get me to Masters. Turns out I was actually in gold at the time, so I did manage to get to Diamond, but I also realized I need a little bit of that Hats on Lamps game skill magic. So this week, we're going to try to blaze through this draft. I'm hoping to God Hats doesn't read every single card this time. And then maybe, just maybe, we'll play a couple games, get myself the Masters, and we can call it a show. All right, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, literally anything could happen. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> all right, so uh, with that in mind, let's get through all of this uh, beginning crap we do every week. Patrons, we love you. We absolutely love you. I would never say anything bad about you. You're great. Your support each and every month helps this show keep going and going. So thank you to Demo, Steve Irwin, Cotillion, Loki, Trickster, Mercurial Blue, Abednego, Meagles, Madness, Darth Herman 2, Twin Hex, Jed the Hamrit, Raven Dragon, Esrich0215, Sunblaze, Worked on Sun, and Yist Out. And for those of you thinking of becoming a patron... Let me just say, we've been harvesting our garlic all week this week. It is ginormous. So if you were just, like, thinking about joining the Patreon, or you're like, haha, it'd be really funny to do this as a joke and receive garlic in the mail, because I'm still not sure if this is just some elaborate ploy that Potomar is, like, playing on us every week. Now, well, not really now. Next month, because we have to let it cure, is really the month to join the Patreon and then the joke will be on you, me, I don't know who, but you'll receive some garlic. <laughs> I, I don't think there's ever, I've ever felt more like joining the Patreon myself than at this moment. <laughs> so uh, if you'd like to see pictures of this gigantic garlic, I posted some in the Discord. And then also, I haven't released last week's episode yet. But Demo and Steve Irwin, I still haven't received a message from you. I haven't sent you a message, but the offer still stands. If you uh, send me a show topic you'd like us to talk about, hats will get right on that. Wow, this is really sort of a weird time travel inception version of, <laughs> of incentive that you're doing here. They don't know that they're supposed to send you a message, right? Because, Not quite yet, no. Because the episode hasn't been released yet as we're recording this one. But we're saying it again anyway. <laughs> yeah. Great. Great. I can't improve on this. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking on things you can't improve on, Hats, how was your yep. draft? Uh, good. I haven't played in a couple of days, but before that I, I played some and did well. I... I've started to sort of challenge myself in little ways uh, in this draft format, and I've, I had two back-to-back 7-2 uh, drafts, and the first one, 
was the most aggressive Stone Scar draft with, I think, four Skull Breakers or something. Um, I was proud of that draft because I, uh, you know, when you take a Skull Breaker, it's always a little bit of a risk because uh, you're not sure if Stone Scar is going to be open enough. And, um, but I felt, like, I went into it because it felt like it was open and then I was paid off. And so it felt like good drafting fundamentals for Eternal is to stay just open enough where you can afford to take a risk like that and then uh, and then get paid off later in the draft. And it doesn't always happen, but it did this time and it was a good draft and I did well. And then the next draft was the exact opposite of that draft. It was a slow Elysian control deck. It's just play like nurturing Sentinels and just kind of hang around and then play a couple of big bombs. And the reason I have those bombs is because I stayed open enough to see what was what was open in the draft and find my lane and then went in on a strategy that isn't sort of the dominant strategy in this draft format, but it works well enough. And that went 7-2 as well. Couldn't be more different decks um, and the but the fundamental reason I was playing those decks was you know good drafting techniques, staying open enough to find your lane and 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 then go in on it hard once you figured it out. And uh, and then after I did that, I, I sort of like lost my compulsion to play again completely. <laughs> I was like, I did it. I did it. I drafted two opposite decks in a row, did well with both of them. Uh, I feel like playing something else now when I'm in when when to scratch the gaming itch. Uh, so we'll see when and if I ever play Eternal again. Oh, oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do a draft right now. So I guess it'll be now. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, on on to that is, um, you know, they did announce that uh, in the next couple weeks the new campaign is coming out, which usually portends um, a draft pack changeeroo. So they I, probably will. They're doing a Scion draft along with it, right? Yes. And I do know, like, they used to have the draft pack change sort of released with the campaign. But then uh, recently, there's been a bit of a lag um, for no particular reason, because the campaigns don't add any cards or anything to draft. But it seems like, you know, they kind of pace themselves a little bit. So, it, you know, even when the campaign comes out, it still might be another week or two before yeah. the uh, uh, changes. We'll happen. see what happens. Um, uh, they could shake up the way this draft format feels uh, pretty well if they put their minds to it. I was thinking about uh, some of the complaints that we've seen about this format on the Discord, and uh, one of them that keeps cropping up is how hard it is to block uh, because of Valor. Um, but it's not just because of Valor. I thought I think it's interesting that they... Ha- that they um, that they introduced a mechanic like Valor that makes it difficult to block. But then they also printed cards like Shadow Path Intimidator and uh, and, and then they boosted um, Gaudy Showman uh, and some other cards that also make it hard to block. Which all of which I think, and then also Stealth, which is hard to block. At least once it's difficult to block the thing that's attacking if, when, when it's still hidden. And also there's a, a, a mechanic based around attacking with two things, which often makes it hard to block because they get bonuses mid-combat. So yeah, everything makes it also, hard to block. Yeah, and they also, you know, I think you can't forget there's Iona's Fury, which is a trick that gives quick draw. Yep. All of my opponents seem to have rapid shot in their deck. I don't 
Rapid Shot was boosted as well. Yeah, so you get uh, you get Inno's Fury and Rapid Shot um, if you're playing Stone Scar, especially. Uh, you're gonna get enough of those, and and they're very powerful tricks. So yeah, uh, it just it just sort of feels like everything went towards aggressive strategies, uh, and it was a lot harder to find any uh, anything else to do in this format, at least at first. Uh, and they could change that because a lot of the a lot of the reasons um, that it feels like such an aggressive format are that they really push the aggressive cards in the in the draft pack. So maybe they'll change that up a little. Yeah, yeah, I do think they could yeah really shake up the draft format. I mean, I do think having uh, a core mechanic like Valor means that and stealth means that this format will be aggressive to a certain extent, but you could give other decks other, you know, you could give more tools to fight against that instead of the draft packs right now are sort of leaning into the aggressiveness. Exactly. It would be fine if there was just one, if Valor made it hard to block and then there wasn't anything else that made it hard to block, but everything makes it hard to block. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So my draft week uh, went pretty well, like I said, with that Rakano deck that we drafted in the last episode. Uh, I ended up going 6-3 with that, and man, that deck played so well. It was great. I was really glad we went in the direction we did, where we cut out all the expensive drops and sort of stopped the curve at 4 except for Gundown and uh, cut 4th Tree Elder, because... I just ran people over with that deck and uh, curved out, and it was pretty sweet. Um, the one thing I did want to bring up about that deck that was interesting is we had had two Blitzstones, and then we decided to cut one because we had four um, Rampaging Commandos in right. the deck. And you had been like, eh, I don't know if I want two Blitzstones with four Rampaging Commandos. And I had just kind of assumed what you meant by that was that rampaging command was that having a blitzstone on field would sort of break the stealth when you played a rampaging commando, um, and therefore you wouldn't get you you couldn't chew you you sort of you would never get the spell off of it. As compared to, as it turns out, what really happens is if you have a Blitzstone in play and you play a Rampaging Commando, you get the plus one attack and charge, but you can choose not to attack with the Rampaging Commando and it will stay hidden. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I know that. Um, I I just mean that you don't get the bonus off of the Blitzstone very often if you're going to be following it up with a Rampaging Commando. You're just using it as removal. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I just, uh, it was, I just wanted the, I, I figured actually that you knew that, but when just the way we had talked about it, I had assumed without you saying so that you were saying the other thing. And since I didn't know how the interactions worked, gotcha. I then went off on a, a, I made some assumptions that weren't true that people in the discord then tested and found out that it worked the way I just explained Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that that kind of made the cutting of Blitzstone, I guess, a little bit more interesting because it's not quite as much of a Nambo as I had initially thought in my head. But I agree. I 
if you're not going to be using the charge, I don't think it's that strong of a card. It's fine. It's good card. Uh, I just think that it's like too. It's it's not it's nothing special. Um, yeah. And I've cut Blitzstone from from decks that even with less of a reason, just because I don't. I, I have enough removal, and it's weak removal compared to the other things that I'm playing sometimes. It's not that it's a bad card. It's certainly a good card. It's just I don't want my entire... Like, I need a certain number of units in my aggressive deck, and I need a, uh, a certain amount of removal, and Blitzstone is actually not as good as some other forms of removal. Yes, I, I agree. Blitzstone is a two power two damage slow spell is not super exciting um but it was kind of int- yeah it was it it made <laughs> retrospectively sort of the discussion and um the deck building of that deck uh sort of you know i saw it from a different light after i realized how the interaction really worked yeah and i don't know if that was correct to take out the second bloodstone i just um because i don't remember uh completely how the deck looked at that point. Maybe it was right to leave it in and maybe just not play gun down or something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Then after that, I uh, drafted... I, I've been trying to draft slower, more controlling decks because I've been seeing them work and opponents using them effectively against my aggressive decks. And I just keep failing in this format with with slower decks and failing is maybe too strong of a word. You know, I've, I'm, it, you know, I'm once again going three, three and four, three all the time. <clears throat> and uh, it kind of leads me into my card of the week, which is uh, cover from the storm, which is the four primal primal spell that says deal three damage to each non hidden unit. I had a Huru deck based sort of around this spell. I drafted two of these and then drafted a lot of units with four toughness and above. And then um, that deck ended up not doing really well because I didn't really have a good win condition. But Cover the Storm, it was like either I played a really aggressive... It just feels like with my... I don't know. With my controlling decks in this format, I don't really have anything to say, actually. It's just with my controlling decks in this format... Um, I feel like I have a lot of ways to handle the aggressive cards, but when I play against aggressive decks, I don't draw them. I draw, I just keep drawing two twos or something, two twos for two. And then when I play against people playing time, I suddenly draw all my cover from the storms. And it's just like, it feels like I always draw the wrong half of the deck, which is, I think, partially variance, but also feels to me like I don't I don't know I must be doing something wrong because I, I know like you just explained in how your draft week went you, you know you had this controlling Elysian deck um, that went seven wins and then I tried I drafted a controlling Elysian deck and just went I think four three three or four three with it and like it's like whenever there's not a lot it's like I just never drew the cover from the storm or the telekinetic shackles when I needed it, and then when I didn't need it, I would draw them. And it felt like really hard to make a coherent game plan with uh, those kind of colors. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, it's it's subtle, I guess. Um, I, I don't think that I've ever had a successful control deck in, in this format that didn't have a good finisher. Uh, I think that's important. 
because you do need a, a way of winning the game. My So this last Elysian deck that I drafted had a Behold the Truth, which is a good finisher. Uh, I think it was like third pick. My first pick was Dashing Scoundrel. That's the that's the rare, the three time time two two with charge, and it says your attacking units have deadly. Um, and we talked about that in our rare episode. That doesn't look initially like a control card, but if your goal is to stabilize the board and now you need some way of winning, turning all of your little blocking dorks into uh, into deadly attackers is one way of breaking a, a ground stall that you yourself created. Um, and then I had, uh, and then I had a big flyer, Islands Frost Rider, which is the classic six time, uh, six primal primal four four flyer that stuns two enemy units when it comes into play. So I had a couple of ways of actually ending the game once I had stabilized. And I didn't wasn't playing Cover from the Storm. I don't think I've actually ever put it in a deck. I'm not saying it's a bad card. It just I never, like I never I've never taken it and then gone into primal because I have Cover from the Storm. I don't think it's a good enough reason. Because, like you said, uh, you might not get a situation in a game where you need it. <laughs> it's not a versatile card. Uh, it's tough to set up a situation where it gets you a lot of value. Whereas cards like Nurturing Sentinel, the one for that draws a sigil, uh, if it manages to stay stealth for a turn, um, is a very versatile card. It blocks, it draws a card, and it sometimes fixes your power. And those are the kind of cards that get me into a control deck that and open way supplier and and then in the in the um in the draft packs efficient removal like lightning strike and permafrost those are the things that that get me into control decks is when i know that i'm going to be able to fight off aggro and then i start looking for finishers so i don't know if that helps but um like my curve is really low in my um in my control decks as well for the most part there's just a few finishers and then i hope that i can protect them and I usually have a turn back time in my deck so that I can cast at least one of my finishers twice. Well, do you see this deck, Hats? Oh, uh, now I'm looking at it. I was looking at my deck. Now I'm going to look at your deck. Let me take a look at it by figuring out how my computer works. Here it is. I'm looking at your deck. So you do have a lightning strike. You have two telekinetic shackles and a frost wave, which is good. And all of that is good and then you've got a bunch of two twos for two which is <laughs> your early game uh yeah and it looks fine it's just you don't have any way of well except it for davia so did you just I have a davia, davia and three populous controllers yeah those are finishers well populous controller isn't a great finisher um no it's not uh that's the only problem with those is that that's populous controller is a lot better in combray when you can kind of curve into it um, if you're like doing, if you're making four fours with Valor for four, and like just sort of like three threes for three, and just kind of ramping up to the populist controller, so they don't have much defense left when you finally uh, finally drop controller, it's great. In a control deck, it's a little weirder because they might still have chump blockers and stuff, and you might not be able to end the game with it. Davia is a finisher though, so yeah, if you just sort of didn't draw Davia then it would be hard to end the game. But once Davi is down on the table, it's real tough to beat her. I've never, I've, I've had her played against me in draft, and it's just like, well, I guess I guess that's over now. This was a fun game. But no, this is fine. a sweet Withering Witch Stormcaller combo. Yeah, you had that. Never never got those out at the same time. Uh, I I did in one game. But the real thing is this this deck was super sweet, and then I got totally run over three games. Yeah. So I went 4-3 with it. 
And I'm just like, I don't understand how to build, like, obviously I did have a bunch of, I had five two twos for two. I had three learned herbalists and naval off the leads. But I wanted to learn herbalists because I wanted to get the Davia and three populist controllers. Um, but I did have, like, two nurturing sentinels. I had a Valley Clan Sage. I had a Freight Osri. I had, like I said, Withering Witch, Stormcaller. I had a cover for the storm. I had a lightning strike, two shackles, a frost wave, a boiling geyser. Yep. And these are like, I feel like this is a pretty good deck. Whenever someone played a turn one fire sigil, it was like, all I, I, I would draw like three learned herbalists and two Mabel off deletes and an open waste supplier and not be able to block at all. And then when I played a controlling deck, I'd, or a, a big Combray deck, I'd draw cover from the storm and all of their units wouldn't die to it. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. There's a certain amount of there's a certain amount of, of luck and variance, no matter what. Um, and then also, also playing defense can be can be difficult sometimes. And maybe you just got unlucky by going up against really good aggro decks a few times in a row. Uh, yeah, you, you never know exactly what happened. Without without me looking at the actual games, I don't know what if there was if there was something else you could have done. The Actually, the, I, now that I remember, the main thing, one of my losses was to better up playing a turn three Sky Sweeper and then me not drawing an answer to it. And then one game later, I played Pachi, who played a turn four, uh, that the four Shadow Shadow, uh, five, five, Impending Doom. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one to deal with, with the removal that you have. Anyway, okay, so that's that. That's my complaining about bad beats with my controlling decks. But yeah. I, I still have. I feel like it's out there, and I feel like I'm drafting it pretty well, and it's just not working, and it's just been a frustrating experience. Yeah, I understand that. There's a lot of crossover between your deck that didn't go that well and the one that I and and mine that did go well, and um, so I think you're close. Uh, it, but you do need. Uh, I don't know. You need a. It's just need a little, a little bit more of an edge. I, I'm not going to say that it's easy to draft control in this format. Um, I think it's tricky, but uh, I sometimes think that you'd sort of need a good reason to be trying to draft control. Uh, otherwise, you sort of end up. I guess you probably first pick Davia there and then just draft it around it, right? Yeah, that was, I think, what happened, yeah. Yeah, which is totally fine. I mean, that's going to work sometimes. Yeah, and I I mean, I don't think I was, like, forcing it per se, but, uh, you know. And I think I would have preferred if I, like, I just didn't open, you know. Like, if I would have loved a second Wisdom of the Elders and a few more spells. Like, I played Davia in three of my games, and every single one, the only spell in my void was an Island's Favor. And I had eleven spells. It was like it was like I don't know. It was it was a frustrating experience to say, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but yeah. Anyway, what's your card of the week? My card of the week. We're doing uh, yeah. Uh, my card of the week is Illuminator, and that is a uh, that is a. 3-3 Soldier Mage that costs 4 time time. It has Overwhelm and a Summon ability that gives it plus 2, plus 2 if you played a spell this turn. Um, I've always thought that this was an interesting card, um, and I avoided it like the plague 
for a long time because it also seemed very, very weak. Because uh, it's not... I, I, I feel like this is a card that wanted to exist um, in in the era of revenge, uh, at the where where sometimes you get to cast a spell for free off the top of your deck, and then you're like, great, I'm also going to cast my Illuminator this turn because <laughs> I've, I've already cast the spell. But there is no revenge in this format, um, and they didn't boost any revenge cards. So instead, you have to actually cast a spell that presumably costs some power and then make Illuminator. So it's never a 5-5 five, five Overwhelm for 4. And even if it is a 5-5 five, five Overwhelm for 4, like eh, it's not that amazing of a thing. Uh, and so it's just sort of never seemed like it's worth it. And the reason why I think it's interesting is because it looks like it's supposed to be a powerful uncommon. Um, because time needs a certain number of powerful uncommons, and this looks like it's supposed to be one of them. But it always uh, seemed like it took a little bit too much trouble to actually make this a 5-5. Five, five. The best that you can do is make it... Uh, no, normally, there's one, one big exception to this. Uh, the best you can do is... Uh, cast like a blueprints or a seek power on turn five and then make this five five overwhelm as well and uh, that's not bad but if you can't do it consistently this feels like a really terrible card however i did put it in a seven win deck uh, uh like last week or maybe i don't know a while ago now um and i've seen it in other people's decks as well and if you have enough blueprints and enough ways of activating this thing then um the 5-5 five, five Overwhelm is totally fine. <laughs> it's a nice little bonus thing to have on the board. Um, but, uh, and, and then the one big exception, the card that goes really well with Illuminator, is Searing Strike, which is the, uh, which is the Praxis um, spell that costs two. It does two damage to a unit, and if it kills that unit, then you get the two power that you spent on it back. So this with this, you actually can... Uh, cat on turn four with four power, uh, cast a searing strike, kill something, then cast illuminator, and it'll be a five five with overwhelm on turn four, like it wants to be. I think that's the only way that you can do that in this format. So I had a searing strike and a bunch of blueprints in a deck. I was like, finally, finally, I get to play illuminator. I never got to actually play searing strike illuminator. It would have been sweet if I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the sweetest combo I could think of with this card, I agree with everything you just said, is, and I don't think it's boosted right now based on how often I've been seeing it, but it is in the format, and that's Power Cell. Oh, the, like the 2-2 with Decay Sentinel that makes a, that, uh, that gives you a, the spell a that power burst? gives you, a power burst, gives you one extra power. Yeah, so then on yeah. turn two, you play a power spell. Right, right. Turn three, you play your power burst and you play an illuminator, and you have a turn three, five, five with overwhelm. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that would be excellent. I just haven't, they're, both of those are uncommon, so it's really hard to make it happen. But <laughs> if you are drafting Praxis, I think that's where Illuminator's home just naturally is, because that's two cards, both of which are Praxis cards. And uh, those are the two best combos that we could come up with. There's also that uh, Grenadin in in Revelations that when it dies gives you a power burst, but that's an unreliable way to do it, <laughs> and that's a terrible card. Well, I think it's really easy for that thing to die. <laughs> sure, I mean, sure, it's easy for it to die, but that, yeah, I don't, now well, you're I guess unreliable. Up, it's just card. like I don't know if it's <laughs> good enough. <laughs> 
to really want to do that. But that is interesting. Once again, that is praxis. It is. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. the that's the general theme there. It just feels like a theme that they didn't want that they couldn't support completely. And so there's just a couple of you know little little breadcrumbs that it that it was a theme that they originally were going to have in this set and then they didn't really do it but they could yes. change that they, they could support that theme by putting more cards like that in um in uh in the set come to think of it there's another uncommon the three two with stealth that that casts a power burst when it comes out of stealth at the beginning of the turn that would also activate illuminator that, oh that yeah actually stealth. now that we are talking about it i guess you are just supposed to be I mean, this really seems like it should be a Praxis card because there are so many fire cards that play a spell. Like, there's so many stealth fire cards that play, that for three, that play a spell yeah. on turn four. You could play it after the turn after Rampaging Commando because Rampaging Commando casts Rampage and then you play your Illuminator. Those are where the free spells are. Yeah, we figured it out. Yeah. But then it's what's weird is, like, it feels like Almost all of them are in fire, right? Nurturing Sentinel doesn't play a spell. Um, no. Concealed Veteran doesn't play a spell. It's like all of them are in fire, and then this is a double time card. That's true. It's pretty annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like even when you figure it out, you're like, ah, oh, this still doesn't make any sense. This is, just, this is never going to work, but it's nice to know that it's there. It's a it's... weird card. Yeah, if you find yourself in kind of a an aggressive Praxis deck, which I'm sure exists, uh, with a lot you, of duels, with a lot yeah. of duels, a lot of dual power cards, and then you see an Illuminator in your fourth pack, maybe take it. <laughs> yeah, I really feel like this would be much more interesting. Obviously, if it gave plus three, plus three, if you played a spell this turn. Oh, sure. If this were a 6-6, six, six, yeah, absolutely. Then you're like, oh, this is a card I want to work for. But remember, everybody gets to. So the first time you saw somebody cheat in a 6-6 a six, six Illuminator on turn 3, you would be pretty annoyed <laughs> if, it were do if it were done against you. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, so uh, we're going to breeze through this 7-win run breakdown because we don't have much to say here, but we do want to shout out the fact that we are doing it, which is our long-standing data collection project here uh, where people send in their seven win drafts to either farming internal at gmail.com or post them to the seven win channel of the farming internal discord in either exported deck list or any kind of eternal war cry link and then we put it in a spreadsheet so you can see all the drafts that have gotten seven wins that everyone has done as well as see like the breakdowns of what factions are doing well uh, you know, not much is changing, so there's not much to talk about. We're kind of deep into this format, but um, we do love to receive all the decks. We have, uh, let me see, we have 307 uh, submitted so far for this format, which is quite a few, so thank you everyone who sent them in. Um, and usually we do a shout out, but as John Holio hasn't heard last week's episode yet, and I still haven't messaged him, as you will have heard about in last week's episode. We still do not have those capabilities yet, but we're working on it in some sense of that word. 
Okay. So, so uh, uh, in the future, there will be a reading of everyone's name who has submitted a deck list for the last several weeks, and it will be glorious. That'll just be the yes. whole episode. <laughs> It just might be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we we joked about it a few weeks ago, and it is only becoming more and more true. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Shall we move on to this this draft here? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Because like I said, we, we drafted a deck, and I went 6-3. Then I drafted two decks on my own. Um. And we, I went three three and or four three and three three, so I'm hoping to have a little bit of that hats on lamps magic again. Okay, I mean I'm a little rusty right now, but let's see if I still know what I'm doing. All right, so we're uh, and also I'm just going to say I'm not going to read the uh, read all of the information on the comments this time. Uh, if you don't know what cards do, feel free to look them up <laughs> yeah uh, and what i think i might try to do no promises yeah um is i might post the screenshots in the discord so if you'd like to follow along that way you can i think that's a great idea so we're we're heading into a draft i will read the rares because those are just un, uncommon enough to people should know what they do um this is pack one pick one the rare is Frontline Healer. It's a three time time three two with Deadly and Stealth. Its ultimate ability is when you take damage or play another unit with Stealth, reveal Frontline Healer to gain five life. Uh, the uncommons are Recycle, Bone Mask, and Send a Message. Um, and then our commons, relevant commons, I think, are Concealed Veteran, Nurturing Sentinel, Surprise Raid, Topple, a Rune of Relocation, which is the Time Rune, and uh, let's see. I think that's about it. So, what do you think about this? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess uh, for me, it's between Topple and Frontline Healer. Sure. And uh, Frontline Healer, I guess like a 3-2 Deadly Stealth is pretty good. I mean, I hate the two health. But yeah, it gets tagged by all of the removal that does two damage. Um, but you try not to make this your turn your turn three play. I think most of the time, sometimes it has to be if it's your only turn three play. Um, and but also people usually don't try to do two damage to a time unit that's played on turn three, like a time stealth unit, because most of them don't die to two damage. Yes. So you're right. so you're only really going to get taken down by by worse players. <laughs> the worse the player is, the more vulnerable this thing is. Yes, but the and five it's life level time. Yeah, the fact that it, I mean, a three two for three that gains five life is already very good, and then a three two for three that also has deadly and stealth, extremely good. It's a very good card. Okay. I think so it's fine. Even even as double time, I would suggest taking it. I would suggest taking it over topple. There's a ton of removal in this format. Topple is good, but it's not. It doesn't do as many things as frontline healer does. All right, so frontline healer it is. All right. Uh, this next pack, the rare is gone. The uncommons are stalking assassin. That's the uh, that's the three two shadow stealth thing that uh, drains your opponent for three if you discard a stone scar blueprints. Uh, Merciless Officer, that's a 4-2 with stealth, or a 4-5 um, if you cast it for 5. Um, 
And then uh, a bunch of good commons, Rampaging Commando, Surprise Raid, Stormhawk Concoction, Freight Azri, uh, Innoist Fury, Bloodspear, Foot Soldier. Yeah, I think this is a pretty easy Merciless Officer for me. I think there so. There is no time strong. card, so someone took a, all, someone also took a time rare. They took a time rare, yeah, so that could spell trouble for us, so we shouldn't be too attached to this frontline healer. Because uh, sometimes people will want to want to stick with that that good time rare that they started with, and that could be anything. That could be dashing scoundrel. That could be um, en- en- Enzio or whatever the big six yeah, three. Could be a frontline healer. Could be a frontline healer. Uh, but yeah, Mer- merciless officer is the most versatile and powerful card here. That's that's the single faction for sure. Yes. Uh, next pack, uh, an uncommon and a common are missing. Uh, the rare is Runic Transformation. That's the spell that transforms two of your units into each other. There's a Felm Blueprints and another Merciless Officer. And then, let's see, there's Commons, uh, Deep Cover Operative, Minister of Obeyance, Boiling Geyser, Rune of Law, a Nectar Snare Lotus. Also infused think... with Venom. Yeah. Yeah, the the two time cards are Nectar, Snare, Lotus, and Infused with Venom. Uh, But I think it's another easy Merciless Officer. Yeah, I think that's fair. And because Merciless Officer is so good in Huru, I think we should keep an eye on that. But for now, it's fine to just keep taking powerful uh, Primal on Yes, I will say in my last two drafts, I have seen no concoctions. I feel like that, 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 that cat is out of the bag. Okay, so this <laughs> this fourth this fourth pack, <laughs> the the rare a rare an uncommon and a common are missing. The two uncommons are Huru Blueprints and Merciless Officer. <laughs> so the commons are, um, the commons are. Uh, let's see. There's a cloaked guide, a launching Azri. Uh, that's the illusion three one with stealth that gets flying. Racketeers. There's a rune of law, a topple, and a raging a rampaging commando. Guess we just ride this train and take another merciless officer. I think so, right? Yeah, I think I've it's honestly fine. also have never drafted one of these five drop primal cards before, so this is well, like my first, and it's I'm I'm flush with them right now. Yeah, yeah. I think at this, it can mean it's a th- it's a good three drop and it's a good five drop. It's a good three drop because even though just a four two with stealth doesn't seem very fancy. Uh, it can trade for really big things, and it's hard for your opponent to know that you have this and play around it. And and obviously a four five for five with berserk is ve- is very good. Yeah, I guess I should stop calling it a five drop. Um, it can. It, that's one of the great things about it is that it can totally be a three <laughs> drop, and it's strong. So we've got three Merciless Officers and a Frontline Healer right now. Time isn't particularly open. It's not like we've seen any Populous Controllers swing by or, or open way suppliers like the cards that people would be taking if they were in time. Um, but that might mean that they just weren't in the pack, so we don't know. Uh, this next pack uh, has uh, only one uncommon left. Uh, that's Recycle. Uh, commons are Boiling Geyser, Glen Path Cutter, Cloaked Guide, Rooted Observer, Nectar Snare Lotus, and Spear Frenzy Warrior. I think this is the first real choice we're getting. 
Yeah, I will say Boiling Geyser has not played super well for me, even though I was kind of high on it uh, a week or a co- episode or two ago uh, this past week. And right now we have four cards and they all have stealth. So Rooted Observer seems kind of interesting to me. It Yeah, it seems interesting. Um, Rooted Observer rarely plays that well for me unless it's a very aggressive deck. We, we we certainly could take Rooted Observer, but I feel like it's easy to pick up a Rooted Observer or two, and, and I don't like to flood my deck with them. Like, if even if I have a ton of stealth units, I don't want to play more than one Observer, usually, because it's still an inconsistent card. Um, right, but what if 100% of your deck is stealth? Well, it's not going to be by the end of the draft. <laughs> you don't know that. It is now, but it's not going to... No, we have we have two packs worth of, of, of cards that have... None of which have stealth. That's the problem with getting with getting cards like Cloak Guide and Root of the Observer that only work with stealth. Uh, I, we can pick up the Root of the Observer if you want, but I would take the Path Cutter here because I think it's a little late. Okay, yeah, uh, no, I, I like Path Cutter. I, I think it's a, I think it stands out as something as a sign that maybe Shadow is a little bit open here. Yeah. Whereas the I, other cards are cards that people just might not have taken. Yeah. So you, you have no interest in Boiling Geyser. Uh, Boiling Geyser is is fine, but I tend not to pick them up unless I'm a fairly aggressive deck, and we don't know what kind of deck this is yet. Okay. I, right, I used so... to be I used to be higher on Geysers uh, Geyser as well, and it just doesn't kill enough things consistently enough. Uh, if if I end up in a slower deck, they they tend to uh, it tends to be the the removal that I try to cut if I get enough other removal. Yeah, it's very okay. efficient, but it it's obviously very conditional as well. All right, so I'll take Glen Pathcutter then. Okay, uh, this next pack has a. Searing Strike, which we just talked about, and um, that's a Praxis card. An Obstructive Flicker, that's a one primal primal fast spell that deals one damage to each attacking enemy or negates an enemy spell that isn't fast. Uh, the commons in time are Nurturing Sentinel and Concealed Veteran. Uh, in Shadow, we have a Muck Devourer and a Rune of Illusion, and in Justice, a Rune of Law. Yeah. Uh, I think Searing Strike is out of, is, we're not interested in that. I really have no sense of how to evaluate Obstructive Flicker, whether that's just a constructed card or whether that can do something in the draft format. I think it's fine. Um, uh, the fact that it does two things is, is pretty good. There's plenty of, of spells that aren't fast. Uh, but... Uh, it's also not a super powerful card. Uh, it's th- there's not a lot of situations where there's a bunch of incoming one ones, or and then it, sometimes it happens, and then you wish that you had a flicker. But uh, it's uh, it's not something that I tend to pick up early. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm in the sort of deck where I want like a variety of removal so that I can deal with individual situations, and I have a lot of card draw so that I can draw into multiple removal spells, and then I can use whichever one is appropriate. I love having Flicker, because uh, it, it deals with some situations better than any other spell. But I, I'm not usually excited to see it. Right. And then I think uh, 
next, I'm kind of interested in the Nurturing Sentinel or the Rune of Illusion. Yeah, those are two, my two top picks here. Um, and I, uh, I really, I feel like the Rune of Illusions probably, I don't know, like we've been t- keep talking about how powerful the runes are, so I think maybe that's the safer pick. And I don't know if the fact that I'm interested in the Nurturing Sentinel is um, just because of the frontline healer, which is a first pick, so I really should be discounting that fact. I think seeing a Nurturing Sentinel this late is pretty is a pretty good indication that people aren't really taking time cards. The, the time card commons that we've seen are not exciting, which means that people are probably... Like, we've we just kept on seeing time cards go, come by, and they're not great time commons, but it, it does indicate to me that um, whoever took that rare at the beginning didn't push hard to stay in time, because they, they passed all of those time cards, too. The fact yes. that they, they took a time rare and then passed the Nurturing Sentinel later, I, I don't know, I think they're probably not super committed to time. Um, I, I think Nurturing Sentinel is a really good card and that I underestimated for most of the format. It just says draw a card. It's a, it's a, it, it draws a card <laughs> by itself. Uh, so I, I tend to take them as a sign if, if I'm seeing them late like this. And we may not end up in time, but I, I would rather have more Sentinels than, than fewer. So I would take okay. the Sentinel here. Rune of Illusions is a totally fine pick as well because uh, runes are good and it essentially puts an extra card in your deck. Um, and they're super cool with Merciless Officer because it's eight damage. And maybe I've just talked myself into actually taking the Rune of Illusion because with three Merciless Officers, being able to suddenly do eight damage with your turn five play is actually such a game-winning play that I, I think probably Rune of Illusion is actually better now that I said that. Yeah, I you know the other thing that's kind of making me hesitant. I know you uh, again. You talked about this Elysian deck that you went seven with, seven wins with. But man, it just feels like Elysian's removal does not line up well in this format. Yeah. And, uh, and that's a like thing it, I felt yeah. really strongly in my loss with that that I, one deck. It really helps to have cards like Permafrost and. Uh, just like I mean, you, you had lightning strikes, but having multiple lightning strikes, just so you have enough really powerful cheap removal that is versatile. Uh, and if you don't have that, yeah, it can feel like all of your removal is made for a situation that you're not currently experiencing. Yeah, all I right. think this is so, a really good example of having of having multiple copies of a strong card, and all you want to do is make those cards better. And I think Rune of Illusion does the best job of that here. All right, so we'll take Rune of Illusion. Yeah, I'm happy about it. Um, and then this next pack, uh, the uncommons are Valkyrie Station, another stalking assassin, a rail driver trainee. That's the 3-2 Reckless uh, in Huru that is invulnerable if it attacks with exactly one other unit. The commons in time are infused with Venom, in Primal, Wild Azri, and in Fire, Innoa's Fury. Um... I I personally feel like Wild Azri is maybe the best card in this pack, but I know I think you do like a Stalking Assassin. Oh, I like a Stalking Assassin fine, but not when we're mainly in Primal, and Wild Azri is one of the best Primal commons. Oh, I'm, right, I'm we are mainly in Primal. Yes. Yeah, I'm happy to pick up all the Wild Azris if I'm in Primal. It's still a great card. Yeah, let's take the Wild Azri. 
All right. Uh, next pick is uh, just commons left now. Um, Tandem Shield Bearer, a Shadow Path Intimidator, Cyber Hyena. Oh, sorry, I'm not doing the prime. Uh, in Primal, there's Tandem Shield Bearer, Cyber Hyena, and Bottled Insight. In Shadow, there's Shadow Path Intimidator, and in Time, Concealed Veteran. I think our lane is pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think I think we've got some signals that are uh, that are Primal slash Shadow kind of slash Time <laughs> slash Time. Maybe lane is, is is might just work out. Yeah, so this is, again, uh, kind of interesting to me because for me, Shadow Path Intimidator is the best card in this pack. Um, I know when we had Pachi on a couple episodes, they they were very high on Cyber Hyena. I keep playing this in my deck, and it keeps <laughs> underperforming for me. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, it, it always replaces itself, so maybe I'm just like expecting too much from it, but I don't know. Uh, Cyber Hyena plays pretty well for me, but it's not a high priority for me to pick them up. I think it's good, um, but I I would pick up Shadow Path Intimidator here because I think it's better. It's okay. a two-drop that is incredibly versatile, and even with one Glen Path Cutter in your deck, just randomly um, milling yourself and hitting the Path Cutter is such a strong play that even if it only happens occasionally, <laughs> I just love doing it. Yeah. I just love knowing I guess that I, I have a path cutter in my deck and milling myself on turn two and thinking, like, I hope I hit the path cutter. I'm not saying this is solid strategy. Uh, I'm just saying that it's fun. Yeah. I, I, I guess for me, the one question I had is taking the path, the Intimidator kind of puts us more solidly in Falm going into pack two or three as compared to the Cyber Hyena, which I think is taking a slight hit in power will mean we're primarily primal and could still switch between shadow and time or any other color really we can uh, still do those things we shouldn't feel beholden to one faction over another because of a, the single pick that we make here okay so so we'll take intimidator yeah let's do that let's just take good cards for now it'll be fine um okay. So this next pack, the uncommon is Soil Renewal. That's the relic that uh, where you discard the top two cards of your deck at the start of your turn. Um, the commons are another Nurturing Sentinel in Time, another Tandem Shield Bearer in Primal, and a Minister of Obeyance in Shadow. Mm. I mean, I think Sentinel's the best card, but Obeyance isn't bad. So, I think Obeyance is a good card. I, it plays really well for me. I, you have you can't be afraid to just cast it as a 2-2 flyer for 4, because uh, sometimes that's good enough. And then, of course, it scales about as well as anything else. Uh, just mm -hmm. the fact that it can kill something on 8 or 2 things on 12 uh, it just mean that... See, the, you don't have a lot of uh, control over... Because we, this is a format without plunder, you don't have a lot of control over your power. But you can put cards in your deck that guard you from flood, and Minister of Obeyance does that. Yes, and, and like we're already set up pretty well for that with like Merciless Officer, which plays well on both three and five. Minister plays okay on four, but wonderfully on eight. You know, it's it makes your deck more consistent to have have cards that um, that play well at multiple points on your power scale. Okay, so I I. I, I I do think that, that getting past Nurturing Sentinel here means that time was pretty open and we do have a, 
a good time rare, but it's not a bomb. Frontline Healer doesn't win the game for you. It's just a solid, solid card. It's right. not the kind of card that you have to warp your entire draft around. Okay, so you're just saying obeyance is close enough. I'm I guess I'm just wondering, it's like our, you know, we do have some shadow cards, but they're not bombs either. So like, no, but they're the meat and potatoes of a good deck. Okay. I know yeah. Felm, Felm is not an easy deck to draft, but I think, uh, I think, I think this is looking fine right now. So we have the Minister of Obeyance. This pack, this next pack, uh, has a Stone Scar Blueprints. Um, and then the commons are Agile Strike in Fire and Gnashing Displacer in Primal. That's the uh, five power four four with Overwhelm and Stealth. All right. So I guess I, uh, I don't know. Do we just do we take a Stone Scar Blueprints? Yeah, I would absolutely possible. take the Stone Scar Blueprints here. Yeah, yeah. I think Displacer is replaceable, and Blueprints just lets us splash, you know, all kinds of good stuff. If we see a metal fang, if we see um, good fire removal. I think it's a, I think Blueprints is a great pickup. Yeah, no, I agree. Displacer is totally replaceable with three Merciless Officers. It sure is. Uh, this next pack has a Combray Blueprints. That's the Time Justice one. And a Bottled Insight um, for the common. Uh, yeah. And I, I think I would take Bottled Insight here. Combray Blueprints would let us splash, but we haven't taken a, another Time or Justice card at this point, so I think it's a little bit of a stretch to think we'd actually play it. Bottled yeah. Insight isn't a powerful card, but at worst it does replace itself for one power, which is pretty good. Oh. And then the last, oh, this is a gift. This I don't think this should ever go 15th. Uh, there's a Rune of Trickery. That's the primal rune that plays chill and stuns a unit. Great, great pickup for us. So right now our deck is a Glen Path Cutter, a Shadow Path Intimidator, a Wild Asri, Frontline Healer, three Merciless Officers, a Minister of Obeyance, um, a Bottled Insight and a Stone Scar Blueprints, and then a Rune of Illusion and a Rune of Trickery. So I think this is looking pretty solid so far. I like it. Yeah, I, I agree. So, pack two, pick one. The rare is Barricade. That's the two Justice Fast spell that gives one of your blocking units plus eight, plus eight this turn. Uh, the Uncommons are Seat of Vengeance. That is the Justice Shadow Seat. The Tools of Oppression. That's the Relic that lets you discard a card to stun an enemy unit once per turn. And Harmless Question, which is the Zero Justice spell that stuns an enemy unit. Commons. Um, time commons are Core Tap Maximizer and Learned Herbalist. Primal is Scaly Ruin, that's the 1 4, and Backlash. Uh, Fire is uh, Magma Javelin. Uh, Shadow is Vara's Favor and Towering Arachnid. Yeah, I'm leaning pretty heavily towards Vara's Favor here. So am I. I think that's a solid pickup here. Yeah, it may not I be the most the powerful one... card in the pack, but it is a good card. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great card in this format. It picks off a lot of, uh, you know, the fire <laughs> fire units. It can pop stealth at no card disadvantage. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think I would look at Seed of Vengeance after that, but I think it's good the way it is. <laughs> this is going to mess with our plan a little bit. 
Um, the next pack, the rare, is Worm Calling. That's the three-time time spell that creates and draws two 7-7 seven, seven sandworms that cost five apiece. Uh, the uncommons are ancient lore. That's the draw two cards as uh, each unit drawn this drawn this way gets plus one plus one. Grenade, uh, which is sacrifice a unit to deal three damage to an enemy unit and three damage to the enemy player. Uh, let's see. Let's take a look at the commons. Uh, Injustice. There's a treasury guard, mithril mace, and ensnare. In shadow, there's a dark water vines and a gorgon cutthroat, which is still a card that they keep boosting. And <laughs> in primal, there's an ice bow. There's also a Junk Obstructor. Tough not to take a Worm Calling here, though, especially second pick. Yeah, I I do think we should take the Worm Calling. I guess next would be Darkwater Vines would go somewhat well in our deck. It would be fine, but it's not exciting. Um, yeah. Worm Calling is Worm Calling wins games by itself like yeah. no other card. Yeah, so I, 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 I think we just take it and see if we can get the fixing to make all this work. All right, Worm Calling it is. Uh, this next pack is uh, has a Lurking Sanguar as the rare. That's the 4-2 for 5 Shadow with Lifesteal, and it's free if two units have dealt damage to the enemy player this turn. There's a Swirl of Sands. That's the time removal spell that uh, kills relics, curses, or units with flying. And let's see, in Shadow there's an Amethyst Acolyte. Um, in time, there's a Dispel and a Humbug Nest, and a Refresh, and in Factionless, there's a Valkyrie Emulator. That's the one-two with Flying Wind Plunder. Yeah, and interestingly, there's no Primal here. No Primal at all. That's correct. So, yeah, this is kind of interesting pick also. Time definitely has the some very good cards here. I think Amethyst this acolyte is also really good. Yep. Um, so it's a little tough for me to decide whether you just take the acolyte because we have a lot of shadow, or whether we take a card like Swirl the Sands or Humbug Nest and lean more into the Worm Calling that we just picked up. Yeah, Swirl the Sands hasn't played super well for me in this format. It's great if it actually does tag a relic or something, but there's not a lot of individually powerful units with flying. Again, really great if it hits a random Dicro or uh, even a Hypnotic Valkyrie or something, but those aren't... There's not a ton of those. <sighs> um, I just lost to two flyers in a row in my last draft house. Sure. I mean, that happens. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? <laughs> I guess you could just draft the Swirl of the Sands. I do think Amethyst Acolyte is a little bit more versatile and stronger in this case, but... Because um, I'm fairly sure we're going to be playing Shadow. Uh, I guess maybe we don't have any really great Shadow cards, so that's wrong of me to say at this point. Maybe we'd be better to just take the Swirl of the Sands. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we don't know if we're... We have a really great time card, but we don't really... That's all we have, really. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, it's I tough. Think yeah. I would lean towards Acolyte, but I don't know if that's right. I, that's what I'm leaning towards as well. Yeah, I mean, Acolyte is always, is always good, and uh, I do think that we'll probably end up playing Shadow, but I could be wrong. Um, this next pack has, let's see, the rare is Brimstone Altar, which is really just a constructed card. Uh, there's a Fire Main Cub. 
the one one that does does one damage to an enemy unit. There's an elder's feather. That's the um, the one zero weapon with flying injustice. And uh, time commons are restorative process, uh, sand tornado, and a core tap maximizer. In primal, there's a violent gust and an icy gaze. And then there's a ticking grenadine. Uh, well, not great for us this pack. Not super great. Um, the the only really great card is Elder's Feather here. Yeah. I don't think we have any way of discarding something on purpose. We do, actually. We have Bottled Insight. Um, but Bottled Insight, discarding Icy Gaze isn't, like, going to win you a game by itself. It's just a cute <laughs> thing that you can do. No, it's not. Though if we are in Thelm, we might pick up some more. We might. Um, but there also is no shadow card in this pack. <laughs> right, there's no shadow card. I mean, that's going to happen. What, what can you yeah. do? Maybe Brimstone Altar was the only shadow card in this pack. Oh, I guess that might count, yeah. Um, you're right. Uh, I mean, no one expects a Sand Tornado anymore. That's true. I mean, it's a fine card. It, there's enough things that it can ambush successfully. We don't have any Relics, so Quartap Maximizer is just a 1-1 uh, Deadly for 2. We don't have any um, Sentinels at all. I think I think the San Tornado is really the only only realistic pick here. Yeah. Okay. I, so I, I don't think it's a good Tor- idea to move. I don't think it's a good idea to just move into Justice just for an Elder's Feather. Okay. This next pack is uh, I don't know. Still con- still kind of confusing. There's um, the uncommons are Bladekin Apprentice. That's the fire unit with quick draw that keeps growing. A Shadow Fang Valkyrie. Uh, which is the the one one flyer for zero in shadow that can't block and a strategize which I didn't even know was in the format um, two primal to draw two cards and then put a card from your hand on the bottom of your deck. Uh, let's see, commons are bandits flail in shadow, um, a hoof slash in fire, and then a trickster's cloak, the two two weapon that gives your gives the wielder unblockable this turn in felon. Wow. Well, huh. I, I was. I feel like Bladekin Apprentice is probably the generically most strongest card, but Trickster's Cloak uh, goes really well with the Merciless Officer. It's it's twelve unblockable damage to the face. It's it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of setup, but it's sort of like I mean that doing twelve damage out of nowhere isn't bad. Yeah, and I mean, the only setup really is playing a Merciless Officer, which is a 4-5, which is really hard to kill. It is hard so. to kill. Yeah, I think that's fine. It's it's cute, but it's it, it, does, it would win a game. All right, so Trickster's Cloak it is. Trickster's Cloak. Uh, all right, this next pack uh, has one uncommon. That's Elaz's Choice. That's the Arjun Port spell that can either gain you three armor or give all units minus one, minus one. Time commons are Humbug and Overdrawn Harvester. That's a 3-3. And there's, there's some Justice Commons, Detain and Roland's Favor. There's a Pyre Elemental in Fire. And then there's a Mighty Strikes, which is the three Fire Primal. Give a unit plus two, plus two, and Overwhelm this turn. And Amplify to give a unit plus two, plus two, and Overwhelm this turn. And I think we should take that. We actually have a Stone Scar Blueprint, so we could splash for it. Yeah, that's my thinking, too. Again, where, like, you know, there are some time commons here that go 
well with the um, worm calling if we're but they're not that exciting while mighty no. strikes kind of goes really well with our original plan yeah we don't have to do the worm calling thing it would be it would be awesome if we could but we don't have to uh, then let's see. This next pack has a harmless, another harmless question as an uncommon, um, and then some interesting commons. One is scavenging vulture in shadow. That's the one one that becomes a two two one for once you've got something in the void. There's a gun down in fire, uh, a wisdom of the elders in primal, uh, refresh in time, and then a sanguine sword in Argentport. All right. I mean, scavenging, scavenging Vulture is, I think, a totally fine unit as sort of a conditional Wild Azri. Yep. Um, I think the presence of Wild Azri makes it look pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. Um, but we do have a Glenn Pathcutter. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's that's true. Good to no, boost. having flyers is good when you have Glenn Pathcutter, for sure. I mean, I, I always have trouble evaluating card draw, so I don't like... I can never tell if a deck is a good card draw spell, so again, I, I, I really... I would I would just take Wisdom. I really like Wisdom. Okay, so we'll take Wisdom. Just draw two cards, it's fine. Um, and then here uh, in this next pack, there's two uncommons left. A Seed of Fury, which gains uh, Fire and Primal. Uh, an Infused Strike, that's the two-shadow fast spell that gives one of your units plus three, plus one, and lifesteal for the turn. And then uh, the commons are Steadfast Deputy, Wandering Forge, and Flash Freeze. So Flash Freeze is relevant for us, because that's the uh, primal common that stuns two enemy units. Yeah, there's what are, all three All three of these seem really good for us. Infused yeah, Strike, again, seems like a really powerful trick, especially goes well with our Three merciless. I say this with every card. Goes really well with our three merciless officers. Sure does. Seed of Fury is good because it helps us play this mighty strikes we have, which yep. uh, goes really well with our three merciless officers. And then this flash freeze is also really good and goes really well with our three merciless officers. Yeah, I love a flash freeze, but I also love an infused strike. Yeah. Um, I. I think it might just be Seed of Fury, though. Mm. So you think Mighty Strikes is that much better than Infused Strikes? Well, it's not I feel that, like that's the question. It's not that so much as the fact that we're still only in Pack 2, and a Seed of Fury just gives us a little bit more versatility. I don't think we're going to have trouble coming up with enough tricks with this deck. But... Uh, I think, yeah, hmm. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, uh, trying to explain why my instinct is to take the seat here. I guess Infused Strike kind of is the surprise that nobody can play around, because everyone forgets that it exists. Yes. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Mighty Strikes is a, obviously a really great card, but... And I mean, also, that... like, we don't need to bend the whole deck in order to play it, especially because Infused Strike does something very similar, which is to, you know, it's a combat trick. <laughs> right. It's not quite as good as Mighty Strikes, because Mighty Strikes gives your unit overwhelm, and then you just win the game. Um, but it's still good. It helps you win races. We do have a bunch yeah. of 
we do have some flyers and a lot of ways of getting of just sort of getting damage through. I don't know. I, I, I it may just be flash freeze just because flash freeze is amazing. Oh, I, I don't think it's flash freeze. I don't know. Okay, that's fair. All right, if you've got a strong feeling about that, that's that's totally fair. All right, let's take the infused strike then. We don't know if we're gonna try to play fire or not. Um, I definitely would take the seat there, but it doesn't. I can't justify it right now, so it's fine. This next pack has kind of a gift for us, I think. Um, the uncommon is Borderlands Waykeeper, the one three for two primal with Aegis, um, and its ultimate ability is pay four to give it plus one strength and flying, mixing makes it a two three flyer. I think we should just take that. There's also a Valley Clan Sage and a Sparking Vermin for primal, but I think Waykeeper is uh, just dwarfs them in quality. Yeah, and we we don't have a ton of two drops yet, so... Yeah, it's perfect for us. Uh, this next uh, pack has three commons left. Uh, Refresh is the time common. Wild Rider is the primal common. And Fatal Misstep is the shadow common. So what are you thinking between I think Fatal, fatal Misstep? I think Fatal oh. Misstep. I like a Fatal yeah. Misstep. Yep, I agree. We also have a lot of... Three drops in a sense too. We do, and also I hate Wild Rider. I don't think it's very good. Oh really? I kind of I kind of like the card, but I mean it's it's I don't know. It just takes too long to become relevant. I think uh, for me, is Minister yeah. of Obeyance a Valkyrie? Uh, is it a Valkyrie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we have one Valkyrie. So this Sludge Blade that we're about to take could have a friend. <laughs> and then the last pick in pack two is a Snipe. A much more respectable uh, pack, uh, or pick 15. Yes, indeed. Uh, so our our deck is Glen Pathcutter, Borderlands Waykeeper, Shadowpath Intimidator, Wild Asri, Amethyst Acolyte, three Merciless Officers, and, and a Minister of Obeyance, a Trickster's Cloak, and a Sledgeblade, Bottled Insight, Snipe, Snowscarf Blueprints, uh, Fatal Misstep, Infused Strike, Vara's Favor, Mighty Strikes, Wisdom of the Elders, Rune of Illusion and Rune of Trickery. So we need some more units, but otherwise things are looking totally fine. Yes. Uh, and uh, I think in, in this pack, speaking of not taking a unit... <laughs> yeah, it's tough to take a unit out of this one. Um, the rare is that Valkyrie Justi Justiciar, or Justicar, whatever that is. It's a constructed card. Uncommons are Isolate, Temple Scribe, and Karmic... Guardian, all of those are time and justice. I don't think we can possibly play a Karmic Guardian. Uh, commons in Fire or Gun Down in Magma Javelin, in Primal, a Flash Freeze, in Time, Xenon Guardian, in Disjunction, and I think that's it. Not taking the Weather the Storm. Um, I mean, Xenon Guardian would be great if we, can, if we were going to be playing Time, but it's tough to play Time now. Yeah, I think it's just the spell. flash freeze. Yeah, we can take a flash freeze. We're really in a spot where we need to shore up our unit base, but flash freeze is a good spell. Yeah, there's just no units for us here. Like, I don't think right. we're taking a Cabal Scavenger. Yeah. Okay, this next pack uh, has a Seed of Glory, a Warband Chieftain, and a Nectar of Unlife for the Uncommons. Warband Chieftain is the 5-5 five, five Stone Scar that gives one of your units uh, 5 strength when it dies. Uh, there's, in commons, there's a ghastly perfume in Primal and an archive curator in Time. I guess we just take the Nectar of Unlife, though. Yeah, I mean, Warband Chieftain is a pretty good unit, but... I guess we could take Warband Chieftain. Um, 
it wouldn't be that hard to splash for it, although it'd be easier if we'd taken the seat <laughs> earlier. Yeah, no, I fire. Nectar of Unlife is so good, but again, you know, when we have... I mean, I think we still do just take Nectar of Unlife, but I, think I am so. a little nervous with us continually not taking units. Yeah, let's just take the best card, though. Uh, it's, it's, it's still Nectar here. Yeah. Uh, next pack has just more spells for us basically um there's there's a morning star and an improvised rubbler in fire fire has felt a little open this entire time and what are you going to do about it uh the rare is form bend which i don't think we should take uh that's a, the wonky spell that transforms a unit or relic into an elemental with uh strength and health equal to its cost so commons there's another flash freeze there's a skycrag banner which gets you fire and primal there's an execute and then uh, there's like a Skyguard Sentinel in time. I think we should just take the Execute. Yeah, it's Skyguard Banner or Execute for me, and we can take the Execute. Yeah. Uh, next uh, next pack, uh, there's another Elder's Feather in Uncommons. So the commons uh, relevant to us are uh, in Primal, Wild Rider, Scaly, Ruin, and in Shadow, a Lurking Brute and a Sludge Blade. I think a Lurking Brute here, right? Lurking Brute is totally fine, yeah. Yeah, we have a couple of ways of forcing it through, and uh, it's always you can always just sort of get a random win by just making it on turn two when your opponent stumbles or something. Um, this next pack uh, has a Tidal Forces. I'm going to read that. That's the rare. Four Primal Primal at the start of your turn. If the cursed player has two or more cards in their hand, play a 4-4 Living Wave with Charge. Sacrifice it at the end of the turn. It's a Cursed Relic. Um, the uncommon remaining is Storm Spiral. That's the three primal fast spell. A lot of people don't realize this is a fast spell that deals two damage to each unit and player. Um, and then there's a Prickly Grenadine in Shadow. There's a Rail Driver in Factionless. And there's a Send for the Reserves in Time. So that would be a nice pickup if we were going to be playing Time. Um, I think Storm Spiral is actually pretty good, even though it kills half our stuff. <laughs> it, kills all, it kills our whole deck, except yeah. for our, once again, except for our three merciless officers. Yeah, it does. And the um, board, I guess the waykeeper, but it kills a lot of stuff. It does kill a lot of our stuff, and we don't don't exactly need more removal. Um, I don't know. Tidal forces, Tidal forces is, the worst is thing. like a, a weird card that yeah. Never- I mean, I don't think it's actually a bad card because it's really hard for uh, most of, most players to to get down to one or more uh, one or one card or less in their hand. But then, also, all it does is four damage per turn. Yes. <sighs> I'd really like to pick up units. Which this is not really. It's a unit, but not. I don't know. Yeah, it's only a unit on offense. It's not really it's not really a unit for the sake of, of making units. Um, this would be a great time to pick up a send for the reserves if we were able to actually play time. So what do you think? Are you thinking still Storm Spiral? Yeah, I think Storm Spiral. We might not end up playing it, I guess. Okay. I'd I'd take it over Prickly Granadin. Prickly Granadin is barely a unit. 
Yeah, I mean, I think this is. You said you kind you did you don't mind title horses, but the fact that it's not in contention here, I think, says it's not really <laughs> doing. What, it's not really doing what we need it to. Like, if this were a more aggressive deck, then sure, but it's just not. Um, there's a unit that's not a terrible unit. Uh, this next pack has in primal a Yeti Snowslinger and a Sparking Vermin. I think I give the edge to Snowslinger here. Yeah, I agree. Okay, we take a pick up a Snowslinger. This next pack has uh, Umbran Death Watcher as the uncommon. That's the three shadow shadow one one that gets plus one plus one for each unit in your void. And then in commons, there's there's an Elysian Banner, and everything else is junk. I think we could pick up the Elysian Banner here, probably. The thing oh, is, really, that, oh, yeah, over the Death Watcher. Well, the death. We don't have that many units. Like the death. I know, but they're all gonna die the first time we play as Storm Spiral. Yeah, that's true. I guess we can pick up Death Watcher and hope to pick up enough units to make it. We we could kill eight of our units with a single Storm Spiral. All right. Play Umbrin Death Watcher. We can take Death Watcher. Plus, Death Watcher uh, goes with our plan of making giant units unblockable and then suddenly winning. So it's fine. We can pick up Death Watcher. It's just that it, I don't know how giant it's going to be. But. <laughs> okay, so this next pack has an Ice Bow in Primal, and then there's a Huru Fledgling if we were playing Justice, I guess. But we can pick up an Ice Bow. We don't have anything good to use it with yeah, yet. Yeah, Snow Slinger. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, Ice Bow can get a Yeti Snow Slinger through. Do we have anything else like that? No. We have Yet Lurking Brute. It's not bad on Lurking Brute. It turns yeah, it immediately bad. into a 4 4. So, yeah, let's pick up the. I don't know if we play it. Uh, here there's a Grenamender in Shadow and a Flash Freeze in Primal. I guess we just pick up another Flash Freeze. Yep, I agree. And then this next pack has another Grenade as an Uncommon. The Commons are Fresh Recruit and Argent Port Banner. Let's just pick up the Banner and maybe there's some Justice card that makes it into our deck. It's unlikely. Uh, and then there's a Decay and a Magma Javelin. I guess we pick up the Javelin. And then the final pick is a Grenamender, a 1-1... Granted, and it gains three life when it dies. So this final pack, I don't know. We hardly picked up any cards in that pack. So the our deck is still the same as it was. <laughs> yeah, we picked up a couple things. We picked up a Death Watcher. We picked up a couple two drops. Yeah. Um, we currently, I think the thing to say here, we currently have, and uh, we're going to take Grenamender out and be hopeful. We have 12 units that we kind of want to play. We have a couple attachments. We have a pretty good spell suite. So we're really hoping, I think, pack four shores up our unit count because I think we're happy where we are with spells and attachments. Yeah, we've got some reasonable removal. It's 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 fine. Um, yeah, we have the Nectar of Unlife, Avara's Favor, Execute, a Storm Spiral. Yeah, we're um, probably not playing we'll that Storm Spiral. That uh, oh. But we've got two Flash Freezes, which are very, very strong, especially because we've got a fair number of units that just want to make contact once to do some damage. Yes. Um, yeah. And, all right. So this next pack, uh, the rare is in time. It's Edio Chief Examiner. We're not going to pick him, so I'm not going to read him. Um, in Uncommons, there's another Obstructive Flicker in Primal. There's a Row Hammer in Time, a card that I dearly love, but we're not picking it here. And an Afflictor, which is the one shadow, one, one. You can pay to exhaust Afflictor and discard a card to play a one, one curse on an enemy unit and gain one life. 
Uh, commons relevant to us. Um, in Shadow, there's a Shadow Path Intimidator. In Primal, there's a Rolling Fog. Uh, and I think that's it. I guess if yes. we had more discard, we could uh, play the Rack of Tears, but we don't. No, we don't. I mean, we did pick up that late Argentport banner, but I do think it's Shadow Path Intimidator is a great card. We want units. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's another it's another solid two drop. And also with with cards like Lurking Brute, like Intimidator is is great. Uh, <laughs> uh, this next pack, uh, there's some choices here actually. Um, we're back in our lane, uh, so. Uh, yeah, the uncom the rare is meditative trance. We're not taking that. The uncommons are uh, camouflage soldier. That's the two two with stealth factionless card um, with intrigue two to give it another plus two plus two. Another merciless officer, um, and then in uh, we there's a wild asri in primal and a shadow another shadow path intimidator and a miasma in shadow, and then in felm a surprise raid. That's the two damage. Uh, lifesteal spell that gain, that draws a card if you have a hidden unit when you play it. Surprise Raid's so good, but we do not need removal. We need units. Yes. Yeah, I haven't really played with Surprise Raid yet, but I agree with you. Um, I mean... I think we just take another Merciless Officer. Like a right? lot of our a lot of our cards we picked because they were good with Merciless Officer. Let's yeah, take another exactly. one. I mean, I wish I could have gone through packs two and three saying this really goes well with our four Merciless Officers instead of three. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, we just have to make sure to get to five power. But honestly, it's easy if you. It's not that hard if you're if you're playing if you can play one of your merciless officers on turn three and trade with your your opponent's biggest unit, uh, you'll get to five. Yeah. Okay. So we got four of those now, and this is a good follow up. Honestly, I think that. Well, I don't, I don't know. We can talk about it. All right. Uh, so this next pack has three uncommons left. Uh, one of them is D'Angelo's Might, uh, the five shadow shadow spell that draws cards equal to the highest strength among your units, uh, and that's always going to be four cards for us. <laughs> um, there's also in Shadow is an unchecked upgrader, and in Primal, a Freight Azri. There's also a Rune of Relocation, which I think is worth mentioning, because runes always are. Yeah. Ooh, this is tough. Yeah, it's I mean, not an easy pick. I feel like Freight Azri is the more responsible pick. I agree. I don't think it's upgrader. No, no, we're doing enough damage. I think if we're if we're da doing damage, we're doing enough of it. I think. I agree. We don't have the, like flyers. We have a lot of ways of getting things through for damage once or twice and not repeatedly. And upgrader is best if you have like flyers or something that you can snowball. The question is really between might and freight, Azri. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Do you, are you feeling responsible? I actually think it's Freyda's right here. Um, I okay. think that's the responsible pick. I think we have a bit of card draw. We we took that. Um, we took the draw spell earlier. Yeah, we have a wisdom of the elders. Um, yeah, and we do have 
a bottled insight if we need it. We have a Vars favor, which is kind of card draw, nectar of unlife kind of card draw. I think yeah, I think we have enough ways of getting card advantage, and we just really need units. And Fridazri really is a solid unit. Um, yeah. If this were earlier in the draft and we weren't sure what the deck looked like, uh, then I would absolutely take a mite. But I I just think that um, I just think that we really need the units here. We've got an Umbrand Death Watcher. We have all of these cards that go only with units. I think it's the pick. Yeah. And oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, there's a cover from the storm. Uh, this next pack has a cover from the storm as in uncommon, and then uh, commons are ransack in shadow and bottled insight in primal. Uh, obviously, cover from the storm kills a lot of our stuff. You know what? It's funny because I keep thinking the Merciless Officer is a 4-5, but it's really a 4-2 that could be a 4-5. So yes, that's both. true, but also, but also it's a I do appreciate unit. the fact that Storm Spiral and Cover for the Storm literally kills our whole deck except yeah. for the Freight Asri we just picked up. Yeah, but also Merciless Officer is a stealth unit, and so if we cast it on three and then cast cover on the storm on four, it doesn't kill our own Merciless Officer. Oh, that's true. It doesn't kill hidden units. So it doesn't entirely wipe out our deck. I don't know if it's good in this deck, though. It does kill everything else. I Then there's a Ransack and a Bottled Insight, which are the other two options. Right. I have not played much... People keep playing Ransack against me. Um, it feels very frustrating to have it played against you, I find. I usually, I'm usually fine throwing a Ransack in my deck. Again, Ransack is flood insurance, basically. So if you have an additional sigil, you just throw it to your Ransack, and it's like you're drawing two cards. But sometimes, of course, you draw sigils from your opponent, and then it feels like you didn't do anything. But sometimes you are, have an opponent that's, got a lot of war cry or something and you steal their unit so uh it sort of randomly wins games mm -hmm. but the same could be true for bottled insight and you're drawing your deck then right yeah i i would yeah that's 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 correct we don't have any like great tricks with bottled insight but it would smooth out the deck um draw some of our units <laughs> yep yeah yeah, turn one is turn one. If you have two bottled insights, is draw a card, <laughs> and then hopefully you have a two drop. Yeah, I mean nothing's nothing's great here, uh, but we can. I do think that cover from the storm is the pick here, and then I would play it. Um, you don't have to cast it after. I, I think that because we have these this four merciless officer deck that playing cover from the storm on four and then merciless officer on five is a good sequence of events yeah. and also playing merciless officer on three and then cover from the storming on four is also a good sequence of events because it leaves your merciless officer alive and then you attack with it yeah so then would we cut the storm spiral yeah we would i think we would because storm spiral does kill our stealth merciless officers i think it's worse than this cover from the storm okay we'll take cover for the storm yeah, maybe we, maybe we cut it, but I think it's our best choice here. I think three a lot of decks. people would just take Ransack, but I don't think Ransack is consistently good. So, Ooh. Yeah, there's some cards here. Uh, there's a Raging Jackal in in, in the Uncommon slot. Uh, Justice has a late Ursa Squadron. 
Um, time has a late populist controller. Fire has a detonation cannon. There's a burnished Grenahawk for Skycrag and a Stormhawk concoction for Kuru. And then there's a Thorncrawler in Shadow. So Thorncrawler is an easy, like, you know, unit for us. Obviously, Stormhawk concoction is very good with our deck. Yeah. We can if we can play it. Yeah, we, we do have the it? one banner, but Argentport banner. Yeah, that would be the way that we would play it. <sighs> so what are we what are we thinking? Honestly, I think it's Thorncrawler. I think that yeah. I think consistency at this point is better than 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 being fancy. I think we have enough fanciness in the deck. Having four merciless officers and a few ways of making them unblockable is enough Fancy fanciness. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Thorncrawler. Yeah, Thorncrawler keeps you alive while you do your fancy things. Oh, jeez, that's such a late orange jailer. What what is happening? Why was Justice wide open this whole time? It was not open in pack one. No, so this is the trouble with 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 Eternal Draft is that people do things that make no sense. Uh, so there's a, what, like, sixth pick Orange Jailer here, one of the best cards in the whole format. Um, also a Lava Burst. Uh, those are our uncommons. There's, in Primal, there's a Rule the Skies. And in Shadow, there's a Ransack. So I guess it's Rule the Skies or Ransack here. Yes. And I think Rule the And neither of these would make my deck, so you can... Right. Okay, well, let's take the Ransack. Right. Um, I don't think that we need the rule of the skies. We have enough removal. Uh, yeah, next and pack, I, sorry. And I feel like we don't really have a ton of flyers that we're trying to like push through. That's true. Uh, we okay. have there's a searing strike left as an uncommon. Um, the only card for us in this next pack is a rolling fog, and I think we should take it. We probably end up playing it, even though it's worse than merciless officer and it's similar in a lot of ways. That's fine. We might we will probably play it. And this next pack has a bunch of stuff in colors that we're not playing and a Rune of Trickery, which is a gift. Let's take that Rune of Trickery. Next pack has Turn for the Worse, an uncommon shadow. That's the one shadow fast spell that kills an enemy unit that has taken damage this turn. And then a common Miasma. I don't know if Turn for the Worse works in this deck because we're not really planning to ever have any of our units make contact with any of our opponent's units. Got an ice bow. We do have an ice bow and we have a snow slinger. Those are the two combos with turn for the worse. Yeah, the only way to trigger snow slinger. Ice bow, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I don't think we're playing Miasma either, so let's take the turn for the worse, but I would be surprised if it makes our final day. Yeah. Uh, next pack has awesome, great. Uh, it has a it has a shadow path intimidator and a freight azure. Cool. Yeah. So right now we have one, two, three, four, five, six, two drops plus a path cutter, and then our four drops are freight azure and minister of obeyance. Yes. Uh, I I think intimidators. I don't think we need another Intimidator. We've got two of them. I think we could use a little more beef. So Freight Azri is, is my pick here. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I feel like, yeah, the thing that's leading me, making me lean a little bit towards Intimidator is that, like, again, I mean, we only have one lurking brute, but we do want to get that in. I don't know. I think we have Just enough ways of doing in, that. But I, I, I'm, I love Afraid Azri, so. Yeah, I think it's better to take Afraid Azri here. I think we, like, if you look at the sequence of events that's likely to happen, we get, we're going to want to play Merciless Officer on five and not be behind on board. And playing Afraid Azri on four is a really good way of getting there. Okay. So Afraid Azri is... And Azri Az- doesn't die to the cover from the storm either. So this next pack has a Rune of Trickery and Afraid Azri. So finally it feels like we're in our lane again. Um, so we've got 18 units, all of which we want to play, except for basically the Rolling Fog, I think. Yes. So the question is whether we want the, another free spell in Rune of Trickery or a Freight Asri. And a, that would be our third Freight Asri, is that right? Yes, it would be. It would be our third Freight Asri or our third Rune of Trickery that we right now have 17 units, eight spells, Trickster's Cloak. I think that we need the Freight Asri more than the Rune of Trickery. Okay. I think we'll take it and play it. Uh, And the last pick is Diplomatic Immunity, which is not going in our deck. So I think uh, our deck kind of makes itself at this point, we have. We're not playing the Stone Scar Blueprints. We're not actually splashing any fire. So we're, we're not actually, playing the Mighty Strikes? I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to stretch our power base to, to splash the one card. Um, because we have. Uh, basically, because we have these flash freezes, we yeah. don't need other. We don't need a lot of other tricks. Like, we just need to flash freeze and then punch in with our stuff. So, All right. um, I think we can take out the Rolling Fog. I just think it's inferior to other units at this point. Um, okay. And with Vara's favor, we only need to play, I would say, 17 power, because we really need to get to 5 on time. So, I think we need 18 power sources. And that's what we would have right now, right? I believe so, yeah. Let's see, 18, uh, 26, 26. Yeah, yeah, that would be perfect. So I think we don't actually have to make any difficult decisions about what gets cut in this deck. Uh, This is it. So so what we have here is for our units, we have a Glen Pathcutter, a Borderlands Waykeeper, a Lurking Brute, two Shadowpath Intimidators, Wild Azri, Yeti Snowslinger, Amethyst Acolyte, four Merciless Officers, a Thorncrawler, an Umbrun Death Watcher, three Freight Azris, a Minister of Obeyance, uh, and then for our one attachment, a Trickster's Cloak. And then our spells are Fatal Misstep, Infused Strike, Nectar of Unlife, Vara's Favor, Execute, Two Flash Freezes, Wisdom of the Elders, A Cover from the Storm. Uh, and then we have uh, two Runes of Trickery and a Rune of Illusion. And then we're going to add some power, and that'll be our deck. So we've got seven Primal Sigils and seven Shadow Sigils. I like this. I think this is a strong deck. All right. Yeah, I, the deck does stream strong. I will say this feels like a deck that I'm a little uncomfortable playing. All right. Because it it requires either technic some tech good technical play or drawing cards in the right order, which uh is a skill that I don't necessarily have. 
Fair enough. Uh, I'll help you on the first couple of games if we have time here. Um, oh, yeah, I can play. I can play one game. Okay. So let's do it. Let's let's just jump right in there. I think we'll. I think this is going to go fine. Of course, our wait time might be forty-five minutes, but let's let's hope for the best. <laughs> Taking Feld. Taking Feld. The least represented. Uh, faction combination in our seven win deck list is that right? Very possibly. Probably. I'm I think scared I... to tab into that spreadsheet again. Oh yeah, no, we don't need to do that. Well, <laughs> let's not give your computer any reasons to uh, betray us. But I've I've had exactly one seven win film deck out of the forty or so seven win decks that I've contributed to the spreadsheet this format. <laughs> One of them has been filmed, so for me, it's not been great. Uh, but I've had film decks that have done okay; they just haven't gotten to seven wins. Mm. They also didn't have four merciless officers, though. So, yeah. So, uh, in retrospect, uh, how do you feel between the uh, Freight Azri and the D'Angelo might? I think that was. Yeah, that's a good question. I. I think actually I'd rather have the D'Angelo Might now, because we would be able to sort of draw four cards off of our Merciless Officers pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. Did we have four Merciless Officers, or did we just have three when we saw them? We have four Merciless Officers and t- three Freight Azri, so... No, but when we saw the when we saw the Might, did we already have all four of our Officers, our Fulls? suite of officers i think so because i think we first picked the officer and then the second pick was the azri versus might yeah well i would have taken i would rather have the might than the azri right now but it's fine i think at the time it was still a correct pick all right yeah well we had like 12 units at the time so all right we're into a game Uh, i think we're gonna have to throw this hand back there's a, a primal Sigil, a shadow sigil, and then a bunch of commons. We'd have to draw another sigil in order to be able to play our Amethyst Acolyte, and then we wouldn't really... We've got removal. We've got a Nectar of Unlife and a Fatal Misstep, but I don't... I would rather have one of our two drops. This is better. This is okay. It's not great, but we can keep it. Uh, We have a Primal Sigil and two Shadow Sigils, a Varus Favor, a Flash Freeze, a Path Cutter, and an Infused Strike. So we really want to draw another unit. We still need to play our Shadow Sigil and uh, play the Path Cutter, though. Uh, Our opponent uh, went first and played a Fire Sigil and nothing else. So we are first on the board with a Path Cutter. Our opponent is thinking, is thinking, looking at their cards. They're playing Justice and looking through their cards, playing a Bastion Gatekeeper, the 3-1 with... Love it. That's going to die horribly. So we drew another Primal Sigil. We're going to Vara's favor the Bastion Gatekeeper. Getting the value. Attacking with our Path Cutter for two. Okay. Not, a lot of, not a lot of cards they could have played that got owned so hard that turn. <laughs> uh, their next card uh, is a... Uh, barricade basher. Uh, I think we're still going to be okay here. I I probably would. We drew a rune of trickery. I don't think they're going to. 
block if we attack, and if they do, we can infuse strike and trade. Um, the other option would be to leave back our path cutter and try to um, infuse to trade with the basher. I don't like that as much because there's a lot of ways that can go wrong. Yeah, I agree. I think we just attack with the path cutter. Um, if they if they block with the basher, it's fine trading uh, our trick and the path cutter for the five five. Okay, I'm just gonna play a sigil first. Sure. So we have we have a lot of ways of delaying and damaging this uh, basher. Okay, do but it. They did block, so yeah, absolutely trade. Trade. We gain five life. We've traded two cards for their two cards. By the way, the uh, the card that they discarded with the basher was a fire sigil. So now we've just got a flash freeze and a nectar of unlife in our hand. Um, they played a stealth unit on fire and justice. Um, we drew a freight asri. I think we should just play the freight asri. Very good. That's what we're doing. Excellent. And we should also mute them because they're spamming very impressive at us. <laughs> We, if they attack, we do not block because it could be the... Uh, okay, so it's a rampaging commando, so they're going to attack us for uh, six here. We take it, right, because we don't want to trade. Our yeah, unit no, is better, is better than their unit by a lot. Uh, they play a Bright Mace Paladin, the 3-3 three, three that uh, gets lifesteal if it gets any bigger. We drew another Rune of Trickery. Um, we don't... I don't know. I think we just, I think we just stun the 3-3 three, three and, then, and, then, and then wait. Oh, and don't attack? No, attack. because we're trading two for three. We lose that race. Uh, I think it's better to, to have the have the two four back stopping the three one from attacking. I mean no, we could... I was thinking of playing the nectar of unlife, killing the commando, and then getting our path cutter back. I don't think that we need to do that. Uh, okay. like if let's say we do that and then we cast the path cutter, then what are we doing? Well then it I don't know. No, we're doing nothing because trade, they've got a three it three. It could well it would be a dec it would decay their three three to a one one and we would win uh, that race. That's true. I just think there's we can have I think it's okay, I think so it's I'm better to, to, to just their three three. Yeah. Like we and maybe we can do that in the future. I just would rather draw another unit so that if the path cutter dies, um okay. then, and it, then not get the bonus. I, yeah, it's fine to not attack. We we will win the long game, probably, unless they have some crazy bomb. Yeah, I guess I just, like, this is such not a blocking format. Though I guess getting back our Freight Asri with Decay is pretty sweet. So. But saying that it's not a blocking format is because there are particular cards that make it hard to block. If our opponent plays one of those, then yeah, then we'll be then it'll feel like it's not a blocking format. But since we have a flash freeze in our hand, it doesn't matter. They can do anything they want, uh, and we can handle it. So they played a uh, they played a five power stealth unit. It's probably alchemist. It could be worse things, uh, but um, I would say that we could just stun it this turn and find out what it is, or we could like flash freeze or do something. I don't know. Well, I guess I was thinking we could play the snow slinger and hold up. The flash hold freeze. up flash freeze, sure. But yeah, I don't mind do stunning it. But I feel uh, like developing... yeah, no, that's fine. We can we can totally do that. We can play because then if they attack in, we can 
offer the double block and then flash freeze to get ourselves out of it. If they play a trick, yeah. We're it's almost certainly the four four. Um, I I don't know what else they're. Yeah, that's it's a sanity scorcher. So that's good that we have the flash freeze so that we don't take a million damage now. So they have a. They're also gonna saddle up the the four four. Uh, so we're definitely gonna be flash freezing because otherwise, what is that? Sixteen damage. I don't want to take sixteen damage. Yeah, sixteen plus six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that would be twenty four damage. Yeah. Let's flash freeze. Both of the units that they're attacking with, they're attacking with the sanity. No, scorcher. don't run a flash freeze at three three, so then we can get our snowball and kill the rampage. Oh yeah, we absolutely do that. Sorry, yeah, that's a much better play. Yeah, block, uh, stun the stun the three three and the eight eight. The three one gets in and does three damage. We'll be attacking with the snow slinger and the freight asri, I guess, um, and then we'll ping away the three one. And do I attack with both? Yeah, let's attack with both. There, there's nothing that can make the that can wake up the um, their units so that they can attack with them. So we're pinging away the three three. We drew a rune of illusion. So our hand right now is nectar of unlife, rune of trickery, rune of illusion. Do we get back back the path cutter and just like shrink this double damage guy? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that now. We've got five spare power. Let's do that. And um, then the other question is. Do we play one of these runes and play the path cutter this turn? I would rather get the I would rather get the value off of the runes than play okay. one now because one of them can gain us life and one of them can stun another one of their units. So I think both of their cards do something because they're looking at them. So they're p playing an overthrow on our freight Asri, so that's dead now. Uh, we drew a fatal misstep. I don't see a strong play for us here. We can just play the path cutter and leave up misstep. So we okay. can block their two two with either our our snow slinger or our um path cutter. And if they attack with the three three, we could just block with the path cutter and get it down to one, but I would probably just let it through. I think we can take over this game if we ever actually draw one of our four merciless officers. <laughs> yep, because we we have uh, 29 cards left in deck, so they, four, they were not in our top 16, so... Wow. Well, they drew a send to market and cast it on the Glen Path Cutter, uh, and then attacked with their 3-3. Three, three. I think we just let the 3-3 three, three through. That's fine. And then we drew a, a Primal Sigil. Ah, uh, I see. This is the this is the Patamaru luck that you always talk about. I think we're yeah, fine. exactly. Let's just hang out. We can take three damage for a few turns. Do we play a sigil? Yeah, let's play our sigil. Yeah, definitely. Um, if we need to, we can stun the 3-3 three, three again at some point, um, and we can kill the next actual threat they play with Fatal Mista. The, the thing that I'm most worried about is if they get a, um, a unit. So, yeah, let the 3-3 three, three through. They played a Tower Inspector. Um, I think it's a big enough problem that we should kill that. Let's play the yeah. step on that. See what we discard. Uh, Shadow, Sigil, and a Wisdom of the Elders. So now we've got an Amethyst Acolyte. So unless you have a better play, I think we shrink the 3-3. Three, three. So now they've got a 2-2 two, two, and a 2-2 two, two with double uh, damage. And we have a 2-2 two, two and a 2-1. So we're at parity. We'll, um, we can Not attack. kill their stuff. No, I don't think so. Because we're behind. This is not a good time to race. 
Okay, well, they they made another five-cost stealth unit. Let's stun that one uh, and reveal it. So we're probably going to need to to um, deal with it anyway. We drew another Shadow Sigil, by the way, because why would we draw something relevant? Yeah, that's an Inquisitive Alchemist, so they've got a 4-4 four, four over there. It's stunned. Really could use to draw one of our four Merciless Officers. <laughs> or, um, yep, we drew another Shadow Sigil, so that's fun. I guess we just, I just, I guess we just play our shadow sigil and wait. Yeah. We do have ways of dealing with. Oh, that's a sky sweeper. Cool. All right. Um. So they have got a sky sweeper. They're they're dropping their justice sigil. They are playing a queen's elite. I think we lose this game now. I don't see how we can come back from just flooding like this. Uh. I. Yeah, I guess we can't take eight, so we're double blocking the alchemist. Um, they're getting their war cry bonus off of the queen's elite, and the and, and the alchemist. So whatever the thing is that they play next is going to be huge. We do get to kill most of their stuff now because we drew cover from the storm, and that'll kill everything but the sky sweeper. Yeah. So now we have a Rune of uh, Illusion in our hand. They have a Skysweeper and nothing in their hand, but there's a plus four, plus four bonus to the next thing they draw. So I guess we'll find out what that is. We're down to eight. They're at 19. I think we, right. we drew Minister. I'm pretty sure we just have to kill the Skysweeper. Uh, so we do that. Now we've got Minister. That's good. That's also, uh, just because we have Minister, it's a good reason to generally play our sigils, because if you get up to 12, it's obviously very, very good. Uh, they drew a Justice Sigil. They got nothing else. Um, uh, yeah, we drew a Shadow. Don't we have to maybe? Path Cutter and discard their plus four, plus four? Units? Yeah, let's try it. Yeah, we might get lucky. Yeah, let's play Shadow Path Intimidator. Hope to spike whatever it is that got the big bonus. Uh, did we get it? I don't think we did. No, we discarded nope. two power. We got it. We got them much closer to whatever it is. Much See, closer. this is the part of my luck I keep talking about. Yeah, I'm experiencing it. It's a lot of fun. It makes me feel all gushy inside. All right, so, so that looks like cards there it is. Deck. Okay, so they that's the they they have an eight seven spear frenzy warrior. That's their big thing. So we drew a freight Azri. Um, we're going to be doing some chump blocking here. I, at this point, would actually play the Rune of Illusion, gain two life off of the Minister, and then play Freight Asri so that they can't kill us in one hit with the Spear Frenzy Warrior if they have a way of pushing it through. I was just going to attack with the 2-2 Flyer, play the Freight Asri, and then hope they don't have two ways to deal with it. And I'm still like... I and then just block with a 2-2. We might... Rune. Yeah, we might get a, a what's it called? Uh, we might get a merciless officer and then be able to gain eight. That would be fine. Yeah, uh, we can do that. Yeah. So, so now we've well, they're at fifteen. It's looking dicey because we can't really kill the spear frenzy warrior right now. We could draw execute. That would do it. If they have any way of giving it overwhelm, we're dead. We are chump blocking with the Intimidator this turn. Our Intimidator is super dead. They drew another Queen's Elite and played it. Um, all right, so that's we drew another Shadow Path Intimidator. 
which I guess is going to be chump blocking again. Um, I would well, I would just attack with a minister because the queen's elite is going to want to attack to get a bonus, and I want to be able to eat it with the freight asri. Let's see, is there any reason that we would want to discard our own cards at this point? No. All right, I would just um, I would I would just target one of their enemy units and not use the ability then. We have ways of getting out of this. Uh, it's just a little, it's obviously a little dicey. Yeah. I think they have two cards that actually do things in hand, but I could be wrong. Well, yeah, they yeah, did have a. Did they have a pause? I didn't notice. Yeah. So they're attacking with both of their units. We're blocking the 2 2 with our 2 4, and we're chump blocking the 8 7 with our 2 2. Uh, I think they have a trick, but I think we also just have to force them to use it. Do you think we don't? We could not. I don't know. We could just let the two-two in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They just get get to keep on using that bonus. I would rather trade the freight asri for the trick if they have one. But then, yeah, I guess if we draw an X, a, I don't know. Oh. They just wanted yeah. the bonus. They just wanted the bonus. They traded in their two-two for it. Their next draw is a crown watch paladin. Boy, just can't get can't can't catch a break. I think we have to leave the minister back and chump block with it this turn. I think we have, we we just pass. Okay. We're we're still at eight life. They're at thirteen. We're blocking their two two with their our two four again. We're blocking their eight seven with our two two. There's no trick. The two two dies. We drew. We draw Borderlands Waykeeper. Okay. Well, would we rather lose that or the Freight Asri? I think I would rather do two damage with the Freight Asri right now and and just make the Borderlands Waykeeper and chop block with it. Yeah, I agree. I wish we were ahead one more unit so that we could <laughs> double amplify this. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, we still have to chop block. It'd be sort of nice if we had just a little bit of extra life so we could let this thing through once. I think they only have sigils in their hand. Um, so so this is where I say we cast Rune of Illusion on our 2-4. We gain two life so that we don't have to chump block for a turn. We drew Thorncrawler. Yeah, and then play the Thorncrawler. Yeah, I mean, obviously it can't block, but... Um, uh, I would rather not lose the Freight Asri this turn. Okay. And give us more options. So we can play Rune of Illusion on our Freight Asri, do four. Oh, well, I can see what's maybe going to happen here is that they're going to, like, kill the Freight Asri with the thing that kills an attacking flying unit. But no, they didn't play one. They didn't play that before, and they could have. So I don't think that's going to happen. So we're just going to gain two life off of the Freight Asri with the Rune of Illusion here. So we're going to take a hit. Hopefully they don't have any way of amplifying it. Uh, not amplifying, but making it grow. <laughs> Getting two power and fire. I mean, certainly there's plenty of ways of doing that. But we're we're behind, you know. We have to take risks at this point. Yeah. We've, we've drawn so many sigils over the last few turns. That's something. So they played an <laughs> Emerald Maw. That did gain okay. us four life, but it's not... We're... Emerald Maw is going to make an 8-8 next turn. I don't... That's It's not great. Um, 
So we finally drew a merciless officer. <laughs> we have we had four of them in the bottom fourteen cards of our decks. Yeah, uh, the, this game still. Could, I don't think that we can attack with Freight Asri because we need to chump block with it. Um, you think? Let's just yeah. Oh yeah, we do. We do because merciless officer is our only out. If we draw the unblockable weapon, then we could just cheese out this game. Um, let's uh, let's leave the Freight Asri back. Let's make the merciless officer. Uh, they're going to make an 8-8 off of their Emerald Maw, frustratingly enough. We'll have to chump block with the, uh, with the Freight Asri. There's their 8-8, but they don't have the weapon anymore. We have to chump, chump block, block with the Freight Asri. Uh, hope they don't have anything and hope that we draw the equipment that wins the game. There's like a 1 in 13 chance. It's not the worst thing in the world. They also have to do nothing to our unit. They have an overclocked Sentinel. No, we have another Merciless Officer. We would have to chump block with them both. I don't think there's any way to win this game at this point. No. I think we just con I think we just concede. All right, well, there were... If we had drawn Merciless Officer earlier in that game, we would have been fine. Um, it just, uh, that just was a series of unlucky draws. Cool, well, that was uh, I, fun. We, we even managed to get a game in, so that's very exciting. I think that this deck is capable of, of, of winning some some games, uh, but I do think that was a bad draw. And of course, uh, of course, it's going to struggle against a really strong, aggressive deck. That's just going to happen. Yeah, but it's weird because it feels like it shouldn't necessarily because we have a lot of life gain and we have a lot of four or fives, but... Yeah. Yeah, we just have to draw them. Uh, I think it's very unlucky to have all of our Merciless Officers at the bottom of the deck in a game where having one at any point would have won the game. <laughs> like, right. seriously, at any point, we still had that Rune of Illusion in our hand and we could have had an 8-point, uh, a 16-point life swing. So clearly that wasn't the luckiest game of all. Okay, so I think we'll end our show there. Um, thank you again to all our patrons for making the show a success. And for those of you who are not patrons, a reminder to give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. You can join us in our Discord. There's a link in the show notes. And finally, thumbs up all of Raven Dragon's Reddit posts about the show. And uh, as always, uh, don't forget to send in all your seven-win deck lists you do this week to farminginternal at gmail.com. We don't want hats on lamps to hog all the glory. And remember to keep on farming. Have a good night. Goodbye.